0: Welcome to Prime of Our Lives, a podcast about navigating pop culture and the Korean wave in our 30s. I'm Polly Kwok.
1: And I'm Katie Logan. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good, Polly. How are you?
0: I am okay. I think I'm coping with um, fatigue. I don't know what it is, but maybe it's the gray.
1: And maybe it's but, the ever-increasing tier <laughs> ranking. Yeah, tier four, exactly. Tier five, As
0: but... my husband says, happy new tier.
1: <laughs> happy new tier. Getting Cheers. a lot of
0: mileage out of that one. Love it. Yeah. Yes. But the one thing we have both been doing is watching a heck, well, I don't know about you, but I've been watching a heck a lot of TV. I
1: have watched quite a bit. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And today we are diving straight in to a very topical TV series at the moment.
1: We sure are. Are you Bridgerton, done? Bridgerton.
0: I finished yesterday. Nice. Yeah.
1: yeah, 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 Um, Overall, first impressions. I really enjoyed it. I, I mean, I really aggressively binge watched it. I finished it. Like I started it on, I don't even know what day it was, but say I started it like 7pm one night and by noon the next day I was done
0: Wow this is, although I have to say oh I guess before I dive in further, um, if you haven't seen Bridgerton, we will be doing a whole review of the series so spoilers are here Yep Um, Overall I think I wish the intensity and drama-ness of episode, I think It was eight episodes, isn't there?
1: Yeah.
0: I was hoping that the seventh and eighth episode were the strongest for me. Okay. I was hoping it would be like that at the beginning. Like it was a slow build to the end. Like the last two episodes were pretty good. I think overall, so I think it reminds me of, and I thought about this last night and I was going to tell you. So it reminds me of Outlander meets um, Downton Abbey meets Gossip Girl, yeah, however, if it was outlander, um there would be more violence yeah. and and even more sex, yeah <laughs> if it was Downton, and i this is coming back to the spoiler bit at the end, she would probably have lost that baby or someone would have died
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then if it was Gossip Girl, we wouldn't know who Lady Whistledown was. Oh my god. There would be no yeah. reveal.
1: Yeah, so many so, thoughts.
0: <laughs> in a way, I'm kinda glad it's obviously not any of those shows because I think it ended well. But I think overall, I think this is I just feel like this is my dash and liliness coming through, but I feel like it could have been more succinct.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing about Bridgerton is it is based on a series of books. Right. So there is one book for each of the Bridgerton children.
0: Oh, and this is the Daphne one. Yeah.
1: Oh. Yeah. I see. Uh, So there's like the potential for there to be, you know, six more seasons of this because there are seven Bridgerton children. Um, And I think probably part of the reason why it was slow in the beginning is because they had to lay some groundwork for future seasons. So you had to kind of get to know some of the other children and characters so that you had some groundwork laid for their stories when they happen.
0: I see. Nice. Okay, and then the ending of season one makes sense now. Yeah. Because it was surprisingly, like... Obviously, they did leave a few a few things kind of strings loose kind of thing. Yeah. But they didn't, they closed a lot of loops. Yeah. Like so, uh, it was, it felt very happy ending.
1: Yes. It, yeah. I mean, the other thing about the Bridgerton series is that it is, it is a romance series. And that means there are specific tropes that have to happen in a romance novel. <laughs> and one right. of those is a happy ever after. So that's why you get that kind of deviation from Downton. Like it's not a romance if there's not a happy ever after.
0: Yeah, like Downton. Every time you're like, oh maybe, oh <laughs> oh maybe, oh no, oh oh, and then you, after a while you're like, yeah, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> Stop wishing for it.
1: So I am not a Downton watcher. Oh, you're not. No, not.
0: Um. Yeah, I feel like the it's um if. And I think we could, I think we should cover this now. I think Downton is more like trying to replicate, you know, time of a specific era. Yeah. And I think this show in some ways reminds me a bit like Sex Education, mm. where they kind of, I know it's fictional, Yeah. but they kind of set it in a certain time, but then play around with certain things to make it not seem like a certain time. yes. Um, Just like because in sex education, like it's meant to be a school, and the everyone has an English accent, so you'd think school in the UK. But then none of the things that happen at that school are of an English school, like school lockers and like football, like that's not really a British thing. Yeah. Which like when you're watching it, you're like, this kind of feels like an American school, but everyone's got a British accent. So it's like kind of that weird. It's good, but it's like a weird setting thing, and I kind of feel a bit like with this.
1: Yeah. Like, I think the, obviously it wasn't historically accurate. like, was who was the queen at the time? It, was she a real queen? I don't I don't yeah, know. so I don't think
0: Queen Charlotte was ever a queen. Charlotte doesn't sound like a queen's. Yeah, name. I don't know. yeah, they they threw in a bit of history to kind of kind of make it seem like it's a certain time. yeah. Um, but yeah, they took. Yeah, liberties with how to set it in that time.
1: But it looked beautiful.
0: Yeah, I have to say it looked very storybook. Like there were, or like paintings, you know, there are scenes where they're panning and you're like, I know that CGI and not legit, but the way they made it look like straight out of a painting or a storybook of that era. Yeah. Like a Monet or, you know, a Manet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, which was, I thought was pretty cool too.
1: Yeah, it was just gorgeous, and the people are beautiful. What did you think of the? So the other thing people are talking about a lot is that it's a really diverse cast. So even though it's uh, English historical period drama, they've yeah. they've increased the diversity hugely. I mean, it's a Shonda Rhimes production. Um, I thought personally, like I thought it was perfect. Like, I, it wasn't distracting. It was like really refreshing. I thought.
0: I have an issue with it because I actually don't think it's actually diverse. Mm. Like you have your white characters, yeah, and you have your black characters, yeah. That's it.
1: There were some Asian characters, not like a few of the none of the speaking
0: characters.
1: Yeah,
0: were of any other like not Hispanic, not yeah. You know, I feel like. Yeah, I think I just take the diverse thing as an issue for me. I think I just, yeah, I, I get that I see what they're trying to do and I have no problem with it and I applaud them for it. But I think there's something I read like today that someone was saying like, it was also weird how they mentioned race for a second. Yeah. And then never again. And it was just so, like for me, I know it's a fictional story you can have as diverse a cast as you want. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, even if someone's Asian of like Indian or East Asian, like Chinese descent, play a non-Asian character, it's fine. Yeah. Like the Modiste could have been an Asian woman. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like in some, so it could have been more diverse and I don't know what happened there. But then to kind of bring up the race thing randomly made it really weird. Mm
1: -hmm. I forgot about that. So that was a moment in like a middle episode where they were kind of trying to explain why there was diversity. Yeah. And it was like, because the king married one of us and then elevated us. And I, yeah, I agree. I felt like that was really unnecessary. Like it didn't need to be explained.
0: No. And I actually don't, I think it's refreshing if it wasn't explained.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: And I think that's the whole like Shits Creek thing. It is what it is. Like there are a couple that are together and they happen to be gay, but that's just what it is. Yeah. It doesn't and I need think to be commented that on. Exactly. And I think commenting on it, but then like if you're going to comment on it, make it a real issue then. Yeah. Like have the characters have to fight against it or whatever, but then to not have it. It was just a bit weird. Yeah. I think yeah, I have an issue with it from a truly diverse perspective. Yep. Um, but I think it's an improvement, I guess.
1: And maybe in future seasons, maybe they will get that feedback and maybe they will increase the diversity even more in future seasons.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I think this is, this is not, yeah, I think for a period piece, it is more diverse than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. But then it's a fictional period piece, so it could have been even more diverse had it wanted to.
1: Yeah. The other criticism I've seen of the diversity is that it is diverse, but then the characters who are the most troubled are always black. So mm. it's diverse, but the, the cousin who is pregnant um yep. is a black woman. And it's yep. diverse, but the Lord who's like who suffered through child abuse and is portrayed as like you know, troubled and all of this is is the black lord. And yeah. It's always the uh, um the white characters are not as troubled.
0: Yeah, I totally see that. Yeah. I mean I, I wouldn't have picked it up had you not just mentioned it now, but now that you have it is true.
1: Yeah. So I mean so... I thought that was an interesting um yeah and
0: like even the guy who was the fighter you know did he have to be black like no he could have been of any race that is a fighter and is struggling with money yeah um yeah yeah i think there were there were a few of those issues where i'm like "Mm, are they playing into something like yeah yeah it's like it's the is it too tick boxy diverse or Mm. is it legit like permeates through the show kind of thing
1: but I think it's it's obviously the first show to really do this, and so of course there's gonna be like commentary on the first the first show to do it. Yeah, because of course they're not gonna get it perfect the first time. No, that's true. Um, oh go ahead. Yep.
0: I I think that my very fir- very very first impression that made me want to continue was the orchestral versions of pop music.
1: That's such a Shonda Rhimes thing. (laughs) I
0: was like, wait, wait, wait. This is Dua Lipa, Ariana Grande, Maroon 5, Taylor Swift. Yeah. I was like, I want the soundtrack to this.
1: Yeah. 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 I mean, that always kind of, it annoyed me on Grey's Anatomy when, so in early seasons, the soundtrack to Grey's Anatomy was absolutely incredible. And then in later seasons, they started using a lot of like acoustic covers of old songs or like, Mm. yeah, orchestral versions of popular, just that is, it's, it feels very like later season Grey's Anatomy soundtrack to me. So I found it a bit distracting because that's always annoyed me.
0: (laughs) I think I liked it because it made it feel like it's modern, but it's like a, yeah, it's like a. It's for young people.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you Do watch I Maine? Mean, oh, the one with the Mary, the Queen Mary.
1: Yeah, Mary, Queen of Scots. I tried.
0: <laughs> I watched two episodes and I was like... It's bonkers. I mean, okay, so I'm used to watching like Tudors. I've seen the Tudors. I've seen like quite a lot of like, you know, your Pride and Prejudices and whatnot. And to watch rain it was just too cheesy for me
1: no and it is I couldn't it's like CW throwing everything into a pot there's like magic the princesses are like hipsters and like boho flower crowns and like and then there I think there are orchestral arrangements of popular songs in there as well Rain is definitely a guilty pleasure. If you enjoyed Bridgerton and you're desperate for something, like I actually think Rain is probably a similarly, um, similar vibes. Well, in that
0: vein, I was going to say that if people liked Bridgerton and wanted one that was a little bit more less gossip, like more serious, less gossip girl, Mm -hmm. War and Peace on BBC was really
1: good. You love Lily James.
0: I am a huge Lily James fan. (laughs) And I want to touch on this because if Lily James was Daphne, I think this would have blown me away. Okay. I don't know what it is about her. I like just love her in period things. She was really good in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. She was really good in War and Peace. I just, I think for me maybe, and I... It's not that I don't like the lead that played Daphne. I think she got progressively better for me as the series went on. It's the baby bangs. Yeah. So <laughs> distracting. I was like, oh, why the baby bangs? Yeah. I mean, for our British listeners, we were talking about the fringe. Yeah, the fringe. The baby fringe. I just didn't get it. I don't, like, no one else had it. I don't know why she had it. It was so distracting.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. She definitely. I mean, I I enjoyed her as a character. Actually, I'm trying to think of like who were my favorite characters. Obviously, yeah. you have all the Bridgerton children. So they're named in alphabetical order, and they go from Anthony is the oldest to Hyacinth the youngest. So how many letters is that? That is seven. No, eight. Eight. Eight children. Um, so you kind of have all of them you have their mom oh and that's
0: why when they had the baby he had to be named a yeah 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 at first I was like I don't get why it is that but okay
1: (laughs) I must have missed something that's the family tradition
0: oh I see yeah my favorite Bridgerton child was Eloise Mm. she reminded me of Zoe Deschanel
1: yes Her voice was a lot like hers. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And her look and yeah. I mean, I think she is the most woke. I think the other issue I have, maybe not an issue, something I've noticed is like they're trying to, it's like a modern take on a period thing.
1: Like they're trying
0: to make it very woke and like, well, why do women have to marry? And I'm not saying women of that time in real time, there weren't women like that, but it just felt like that was very made for right now. I like, think that's why does she like, care about getting married and whatever. And it's like, well, if it was actually of that era, that is what everyone did.
1: I think it's a little bit affected by again the romance novel tropes <laughs> mm. because that is a very like typical historical romance heroine who like goes against the flow and like yeah. is, does her own thing and like doesn't want to get married and then of course like Eloise is going to be swept off her feet.
0: Yeah, of course. I hope she does as well, actually. Um, And the sideburns.
1: The sideburns were aggressive. Yeah. Aggressive
0: sideburns. I could not unnotice them. Yeah. (laughs) Um,
1: The other thing I thought was adorable was um, Eloise and Penelope's friendship.
0: So cute. Yeah. I loved it. I think that was my favorite ship Yeah. As in the K-pop world, you know, big on ships. I think that was my favorite ship of all. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Just so And actually,
0: I take that back. My favorite Bridgerton was the mom. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't Eloise. There were points where Eloise was really annoying. Um, But yeah, was the mom. Because I think for, I think coming back to the whole like, well, you're not, you know, the man of the family. You don't know anything. But actually, she's actually doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. And, like, she knows exactly what to do within her power and her influence. Yeah. Which I thought was great.
1: Yeah, I agree. I thought she was cute. Yeah. Um, So, speaking of the mom, if, I mean, viewers at this point probably watched the series as well. So, you know, like, towards towards the later end of the series, the driving plot point is that this duke that Daphne has married says that he can't have kids. Um, And Daphne knows literally nothing about sex and so just believes him
0: when he says that
1: he can't have kids. And as their marriage goes along and she learns more about how sex works and how babies are made, she realizes that he has lied and that he can have kids. He just doesn't want them. Um, Is I mean, there's no reason that you would know this. Did women in those times seriously know so little? Well, weren't there those books
0: that were written by, like, your, you know, more scandalous writers where it's not, like, published, published, but women hand them around and it has information about those kinds of things? Do you know what I mean? I, like, remember, like, maybe it was in Downton or something, like, women would... And even if, I think, even if you're, I don't think it's weird for your mom not to tell you, but like amongst your friends, I'm sure there's, there would be one friend that is a bit more, you know, out there already, you know, mingling with the gentleman (laughs) and like would share the goss. Yeah. It did did seem a bit weird that she knew nothing at all.
1: Yeah, absolutely nothing. And neither did Eloise and Penelope. That was actually like, what my favorite moment when Penelope found out her cousin was pregnant and was telling Eloise and Eloise was like, how did that happen? Like, we yeah. have to figure out how that happened. So that doesn't happen to us.
0: Yeah. That was so it's cute. It's true. That was so cute. Oh, okay. Speaking of the two of them then. Yeah. Um, a bit, I wasn't, I mean, I was a bit shocked that she was Lady Featherington. I mean, a um, Lady Feather- a Lady Whistledown.
1: yes. And the reaction videos I've watched from Romance BookTube, <laughs> they're upset that that was revealed because yeah, that, I don't think it was revealed in the books until book three.
0: And I don't think it should have been revealed either. Like when they zoomed in at the end, I wasn't expecting a reveal. Yeah, I might. I was expecting like a hint, Hands, like an Easter right. egg, mm. or like a shoe, or like a feather, maybe. But to reveal the person already just seems like. Oh, it's like Gossip Girl revealing that it
1: was Dan in season one.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I still don't believe how it could have been Dan, but anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and I think the other thing that the romance booktubers are saying is like in the books, Penelope or Lady Whistledown was less malicious. Mm. And so they felt like kind of Lady Whistledown was made to look a little bit like malicious in the show when in the books it was just like, Penelope likes to write and she likes to gossip and this is like a fun thing she does in secret.
0: Yeah. I think coming back to this then, the lady whistled down bit, the narration. I love Julie Andrews. I just had Sound of Music on, um, all two and a half hours of it. Wow. But I just it sometimes was a bit too too much narration.
1: Okay.
0: I felt like the plot was carrying on it by itself without little like quips from the narrator Mm. and I felt like sometimes I'm like really like do we need to keep bringing it back to the whole lady I I I guess that is the premise of it is the whole like lady whistled down is telling the story but I just feel like every time she came in it kind of took you away from being into the drama and more like oh yeah right we're listening to a story yeah Yeah. I mean, I, I love Julie Andrews. I love her voice. It's very soothing. I just, yeah, it was just a bit too jarring sometimes with too much narration.
1: I wasn't expecting the Gossip Girl element at all. That took me by surprise. Um, but I I think I enjoyed it for the most part.
0: Yeah. Who? Okay. So, I mean... The first ever kind of comment I saw about Bridgerton was, <laughs> I think, the plot of Bridgerton, and it was just a picture of the Duke. <laughs> Who is your favorite male character and
1: why? Um, I mean, I... Okay, so in the first half, we've kind of talked about the plot of the second half, where after the Duke and Daphne get married, But Mm. the first half where they were doing the fake dating, another romance novel trope, fake dating, Um, their chemistry was off the charts. Like, it was electric. I loved it. I felt it. Like, that is why I couldn't stop watching. So I would say in the first half, I did really enjoy the Duke's character.
0: Yeah. Um, Agreed.
1: After they got married, I was less, like into the tension of that story um and I guess of the Bridgerton guys I don't know I don't really I I don't know I bought the second book now so that's Anthony's book um so I'm gonna read it and see if I find him more compelling if I was like sympathizing with him like he seems like things are hard I liked that I liked Penelope's crush on Colin. Yes. I thought that was really sweet and really believable. Um, yeah. But that agreed. doesn't mean that I like liked Colin. I, I think I more liked Penelope and Penelope's crush on Colin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What about you?
0: Um, I think the Duke is the winner for me. Okay. I think the only issue I had with the Duke storyline is like, for someone who would vow to his dad on his deathbed yeah. to say I'd never have children, he gave up pretty quickly, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. oh my god, I'd never do this. I hate you. Da 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 da. And then it's like, well, <laughs> it's a, it's okay now. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying that love doesn't conquer all or whatever. I was just hoping for a little bit more of a back and forth mm-hmm. for it to be realistic for him to change his mind. I like the fact that they're like, you know, it wasn't like her pleading with him and obviously she tried that and it didn't work. And I do like that bit. Like mm-hmm. that made it feel like their relationship was more real. And I do like, um what's her name? Like the woman who looked after him, who was like, it yeah. needs to be his choice. And I do also like, like it's, I think in terms of a relationship, it's very true. You can't convince someone to do something. You, they have to come to it with their own decision. But he just gave in so quickly. I just thought there would be a bit more like, I thought how it would go is they would actually both decide, you know what, let's be in this, you know, business arrangement where we're married, but we're not together. And then over time realize that actually they're better together. Mm -hmm. And then, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then have the child to be like, oh, well, let's just have sex now. It's all right. (laughs) it's
1: like yeah okay (laughs) I don't know I haven't read the book so I couldn't say if there if that was more drawn out in the book I did feel like we jumped from the ball where they kind of were like oh like they you know they loved each other Um, yeah and then we jumped straight to her having a baby and I was like yeah okay yeah I don't know it just
0: yeah I felt I kind of wished the first half I, I get what you're saying about the building foundation. But I yeah. kind of, for Daphne's storyline, I'd rather have them build less foundation for other characters and build their, like shift the last two episodes to maybe the middle and add a bit more substance
1: yeah.
0: in between. Because I think it just, y- you're right. It just went from like, ooh, should they, shouldn't they? Yeah. Okay, we love each other now. Okay, yeah, we've like overcome all obstacles and now we're going to have a baby. No big deal. <laughs> like okay all right um yeah I think that was a little bit of a thing for me and the prince was so earnest yeah he was sweet wasn't he yeah he was my favorite kind of non-main character but a character yeah he was super sweet
1: I think all the side characters were really like they were really pretty well fleshed out I think as side characters even like Cressida the evil girl like you kind of understood a little bit where she was coming from like it it wasn't cool of Daphne to sweep in and steal the prince and then like drop him and ruin Cressida's chances like that was crappy of Daphne yeah Um,
0: agreed and it wasn't very like girl power of her
1: no it wasn't
0: but in the same way I think yeah but I think there's, yeah, I don't know. I think you're right. There's, they, I think they did flush at the side characters. I think the character I would have wanted more story on was the queen.
1: Yeah, like they.
0: It's, this is this is a bit like that whole race comment. They kind of showed a tiny amount of it, and then just never again. Yeah, and that's the same with the queen. Like obviously they showed the king, who's clearly got dementia or something. And then obviously, they imply that they were good friends before and it was a good relationship before, but like some relationships deteriorate. But like, I've, I wish there was a bit more substance behind the Queen, other than the fact that she kind of scoffs at people.
1: Yeah. And I have heard, again, from Romance Booktube, that the Queen is not a character in the books. So that is a total like addition.
0: Uh, to, um, yeah. The
1: TV I thought series. it was
0: very weird that she was. Cause to my knowledge, in the peer, I don't know very much about you. Probably know more historically. Like, did the queen care about matchmaking?
1: I mean, I guess I could see it like from a distance, but I think I saw someone be like, "Does the queen usually go to like a random duke's wedding?" <laughs> and it's like, yeah. "No, I, I don't think that. <laughs> I don't think she that was happened. showing
0: up like everywhere." Yeah, like I thought, queen, the queen would be a little bit more elusive than that. Yeah yeah um, well
1: overall would you recommend bridgerton
0: you go first
1: <laughs> Let I me would
0: gather my thoughts
1: <laughs> i definitely would i'm on board i really enjoyed it i mean we we talked about dash and lily being like quick a quick watch obviously for me this was like this was a super quick watch it was mostly fun i've now got some books (laughs) to read from the series
0: yeah and you'll have to let us know whether well don't no spoilers for future seasons okay but um you'll have to let us know if you when you do read the Daphne book whether this is yeah what you thought it would have been yeah I don't you know what for me I think I'm gonna say like it's not up there with an easy binge for me like okay. Dash and Lily was an easy binge. I really like that. I, maybe I'm like such a, you know, schoolgirl romantic. I feel like there is some, yes, I get that, you know, let's have lots of sex and sex, you know, is a normal thing and people do it. It does not, it's not an issue for me, but I think sometimes it's a bit like Outlander for me where it's like a bit too gratuitous. Is it driving the storyline? Or is it just, like, let's have lots of sex scenes? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like, I think I do get the sex scenes to drive the passion in the relationships. But sometimes I find that, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm a huge, I think every time I see a period piece, I think back to, like, War and Peace. And that they did it so well that I'm trying to, like, I compare everything to it. Okay. But it's obviously like way more serious. I liked how light this was. So in a way, like if you want a light binge that's a bit gossip girly, um, maybe I'm too old for this. I don't know. Maybe I'm like...
1: <laughs> You're not.
0: No. Beyond Like to kind of truly appreciate it for what it is. I know there was a lot of buzz um, and a lot of people said it was like a good trashy binge. But I don't know. It took me a, a bit longer to get through it than I expected. Okay. And I actually, maybe I prefer more a Jane Austen vibe, yeah, than I do like what they've done with this show, yeah, or like the the premise of the show. Because if I guess maybe I just want an Eloise book series.
1: You could read the Eloise book. I don't think that you have to read the books in order necessarily.
0: No, that's true. And the thing with Antony kind of gave me a bit of like, oof. I hope that's not going to be all sad and. Negative.
1: I think his story goes in a very different direction. Um light spoilers. (laughs) So yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think so if yeah, if you like Bridgerton, yeah, I I personally would recommend the mini-series War and Peace.
1: Okay. And my recommendation for if you liked Bridgerton was Rain, I apologize for that recommendation. But, you know, if you
0: know, you know, and if you if like you it. If you know, you know, that's right. <laughs> exactly. And on that note, we are moving on to our food corner segment of today. Yeah. Um. I think today's feature is ramen, like instant ramen or ramyeon, if you are a Korean. Nice. Um, I thought it would be an apt time to talk about this because... Obviously, we've been off for the holidays, I think. I mean, to be fair, this year we didn't do a big turkey in our house. We just did some roast beef. But you get to a point where, I mean, for me, I'm in between online shops. Um, So the kind of, you start getting into your pantry. And I think more and more are just turning into instant noodles, which is an Asian household staple, as you all know. Um, And so I thought, you and I could kind of briefly chat to our listeners about our favorite ramen, instant ramen or noodles. Um, I'll go first. Okay. I, last night, instead of cooking anything, I made instant pho, which is the Vietnamese noodles. Um, this one is the easiest because you literally pour boiling water into a bowl and cover it for three minutes and then your food is done.
1: I love those.
0: Yeah, those are my <laughs> all-time like... Lazy person food. Um, the other night we made cheese ramen, Ooh. which was delicious. And yes, as you have guessed it, it's processed cheese. So it's your craft slices on noodles situation, not like fancy. I don't know cheddar. It's just your like plastic cheese, um, and it was delightful. Um, we used shin ramyeon. i don't have the black one so there's a red shin ramyeon and a black shin ramyeon. and i know the black one has like every blogger who talks about ramen says that's their favorite it mm. is impossible to source in this country shoot um so i've always gone with the red but yeah we used red ramen you don't put as much water in and then right before you finish you crack an egg and put the processed cheese on top and put a lid on it
1: oh my yeah. goodness
0: it becomes a bit like a hybrid korean mac and
1: cheese that's decadent
0: it is decadent um and then the other favorite of ours is chapagetti, which i know is also your one of your faves katie yep um it's it's like the jajangmyeon which is the black bean chinese noodle that's really popular in korea um, which is also an instant noodle. Thank you for those of us who don't like to cook as much. Um, and it's delicious. And it's a good alternative for a non-spicy noodle because I think most instant noodles are quite spicy. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to have a bit of a reprieve. And the noodle texture of shen ramen and Chapagetti, I think, are the best. Okay. I don't like soggy noodles. Um, I've seen a lot of YouTube... YouTubers do kind of instant noodles that celebrities do, and then they just cook it till the noodles are limp. And it's like, that's not the right way to cook it. Nope. But anyway, Katie, what are your favorites?
1: Well, just on that note, Polly, I mean, I'm married to an Italian, so I definitely can't overcook the noodles. That would be (laughs) sacrilege in our household. (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, so Mickey and I have also gotten into ramen. I did the thing where I placed like a mass order and got like two of as many different kinds of ramen and instant noodles that I could just so we could try a whole bunch. And then, of course, I didn't like make notes on which ones I liked. (laughs) But I'd say for us, like we do the pretty kind of basic, we do chapaguri. So that's where you combine chapagetti and nauguri, which is like a spicy seafood ramen. Um Mm. and so we combined those because I do like chapaghetti, but I find it a bit mm, like it's too mild for me. So I Mm. do like a bit of spice in there, something to just like kick it up a bit. Um, so I really like the combination. So we do know guri combined a lot um with chapagetti, I mean. And I like anything kimchi flavored, so I really like like a a cup noodle the ones you're describing where you pour over the hot water um anything kimchi flavored I'm definitely down for and um I did get like an extra spicy one Ooh, because and oh my gosh that was my limit <laughs> I uh I could not consume that one That was
0: too really spicy. yeah was it like is it like burn your tongue off like you can't even put it in your mouth or was it as soon as you ate it your throat was on fire it was
1: that kind yeah
0: Oof! and yeah. did it like go away or did it stay no
1: it lingered and then Oof. I even tried doing um I did like a chapaguri combined with that one instead um yeah because I was like oh maybe combined with the jajang sauce that will be better um, and I, I did the thing where I only added like half the packet and it was still too spicy.
0: Oh no. Yes. Okay. What is the name? Do you have the brand name of that one? Okay. So I know to avoid it.
1: Yes. Give me a minute. Let me check my Hmart history. Yeah. Cause I think most
0: noodles, I mean, I've yet to, ch- so I've been trying different things with this. So we've done cheese. Um, there's also, um, this my one of my favorite YouTube channels called Erin and Claire. They're a Korean couple that cook like Korean food, but they explain it in English. And they try, they have like a, I think it's like five ways to eat ramen. And I tried two or three of their five ways. And it's really fun just to jazz up your average instant noodle. Mm-hmm. So I've done the cheese ramen. I've yet to do the milk one. So instead of water, you use milk. And apparently kind of tastes like cheese ramen, but without the cheese. Okay. I've tried their tokboki one. Where you put rice cakes, like it's the rice cake flavoring without the rice cakes, but in ramen form, um, which is more, it's like that spicy, sour um, vibe, which was quite nice as an alternative. Um, And yeah, I mean, generally, I throw whatever I have in the fridge in with my ramen anyway. Yeah. I think those were some of the other ones. I think you can make crispy ramen as well, but I haven't ventured into Mm. that
1: yet. I sent you that video, didn't I, I That it was like, um for ways celebrities have said that they do their ramen? Yes, yeah, you did, yeah, I've tried a couple of those, and they're all good, but it does make it uh, it's like a different experience because it makes it heavier. like even adding mm. an egg to the ramen, it like makes it it just takes it to a very like rich level. It like makes it a lot heavier than yeah, you might want for like a quick lunch, yeah. Okay, I mean, so... cup
0: noodles have a special place for me because whenever we went on holidays with my parents, like, that's what we had. Yeah. Like, that's a holiday food. Because mm-hmm. we're staying in a hotel, and oftentimes you either eat McDonald's. Like, on the highways in America, you either eat McDonald's or KFC or Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. So we would bring instant noodles, and we would have that instead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, your super hot one that I should avoid. It's is a called. shin
1: ramen. Oh, it is. Yeah, so it's the shin, it's shin red ramen, but it's super, it's called super spicy.
0: Oh, yeah, okay, noted. Yeah. I think I try and generally avoid anything that says super spicy.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, like, you know, in my head I was kind of like, oh, it won't be that bad, but this one, it was bad. This one was very spicy. <laughs>
0: all right well i hope everyone else has had a good happy new year if you are also eating instant noodles like us welcome (laughs) um we'll see you next episode bye thanks for listening to prime of our lives we will be back soon with a new episode follow us on twitter at prime lives pod and don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review bye